Today's podcast is brought to you by Chevalier Mortgage. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit dnvrmortgage.com where you can get signed up for a free consultation and to discuss all of your options as well as get free DNVR merch. Check it out today. I'm sure you've heard about the great mortgage rates out there right now, but Mike and Virginia are not your typical mortgage company. Yes, they do have the phenomenal rates, but what makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner and looks at so much more than just rate when designing your home loan. Plus, they're a small family-owned company just like us here at DNVR, so you'll always feel like a person and not a number. Again, head on over to dnvrmortgage.com and check them out today. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing deals. I'm your host, Rudo, here with AJ back in the DNVR studio. This is the first time we've been in the studio for... It's been a minute. ...since game six. I, I, we had to do at least one show in here since Oh, then, I guess I think. Uh, draft, draft and night. stuff. Yeah, yeah, draft night. So, so draft night was it. But it's been at least a month or two, so mm. glad to be back as... Things are finally happening. Yes, our, the rookie camp and, and all that already happened, but that's not really real hockey stuff. Training camp is closer to real hockey stuff, if not quite real hockey stuff. That starts tomorrow. We're excited to get into it. We're going to break a lot of it down for you today. We do have a little bit of avalanche news, uh, as they did sign another PTO today in Gabriel Fontaine. He exists he has played in the AHL for the last three years. Yeah, uh, I, I'm curious if this is a Rowena Naranda find or a Hartford Wolfpack one. Yeah, it could be could be a little both, a little um, A, little B. Yeah, because uh, I saw David Oliver hanging out with all of the Avs brass again. Who went to New York after he left the Avs yeah. for a little and, while? Uh, he was hanging out with all the Avs guys at uh, rookie camp, so at the rookie tourney. Saw Hep too. Nice. He was not hanging out with the well, Avs. He's with Arizona now, yeah. so at which it made sense he was there. I, I mean, he's a he's a pro scout for them now, right? Yeah, so, but you know, hockey guys go to hockey. Things. Of course, like George McPhee went to every single Avs game. Yeah, I mean, what else is there to do in the middle of September? Let's be honest. I don't know, man. Our Airbnb had a pool. He could probably have done that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he did after he left the rink. That's a gross visual. Or maybe maybe he didn't need to because of how cold that rink was. Dude. <laughs> I was in uh, a shirt like this and mm-hmm. shorts yeah. for the second game because I was like, oh, the first game wasn't so bad. It was, It was the practice rink on the back that was really bad. And by the end of that game, I was like rocking, freezing to death. I was like, oh frostbite setting in. It's so cold. Why are we playing overtime? This is the stupidest thing you people have ever done. And then that game ended, and I was gone. Yeah, your tweet was very descriptive of how quickly yeah. you were out of there after yeah. Byram's goal. It's so cold. Let's all go. <laughs> Uh, I like followed the NHL the NHL guys into the management hangout only area yeah. where all the all the team employees were allowed to chill, and I was just like, "Everybody, get out of my way! I'm going to warm areas." There, you didn't huddle for warmth. Uh, I was not about to cuddle a bunch of grown men to stay warm. No. All right, all right, just throwing it out there. I look, I I will find my own solutions. How good did it feel when you walked outside, though? Uh, it was nice. 
Yeah. What? How hot was it there when you were there? Did it... Uh, it was like 106 most of the days. Like so right for, in that for range. Arizona, that's reasonable. <laughs> it did rain one of the days. So that was cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So training camp coming up tomorrow it is going to be the next show that we have yes will be post day one after day one in which we will be drawing all sorts of strong conclusions and burning the world down or lifting it up upon our shoulders because they've already won the stanley cup a little bit of both probably i'm looking forward to that can't wait for us to pick our favorite jack johnson fifth sixth or seventh liners we're going for it jack johnson jack johnson it's gonna be awesome jack johnson Nope. Okay. Although, I want to see a drill. Why is why is chat all excited about the arty party? Guys, no. I, Jack Johnson. I I mean I'm more about arty than Jack Johnson, but in mm. in training camp in they do have a very specific. <laughs> they do have a very specific opportunity if they bring Torn Pfizer to camp. Because they could run a three-on-three drill with Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer. <sighs> He's hurt, though. We don't know how bad. He could be back. It's true. But I'm good with it. <laughs> that would be the only thing we need to talk about from day one of camp, if that happens. P.S. get vaccinated. Do it. Uh, but there are, let's be real, not a large number of battles on the defensive side of this training camp. Yeah, it's really uh, health. Yep, Stay almost healthy, entirely health yeah, on, don't on hurt the each defensive other. side. Even even when you're talking about the new guys coming in, Ryan Murray and potentially Jack Johnson, yeah. it's about health. Sorry, that was just an instinctive reaction. <laughs> Jack Johnson. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean to make a noise like I just had good times for lunch. Mm-hmm. That definitely didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, so you're not gonna be picking out battles for roster spots necessarily, but I do think it will be interesting what they try to make the pairings look like. Yeah. Will will we see where's, an aggressive look of a Byram and Makar or something like that? Where's Byram? Where's Murray? Yep. So. Yep. What are they, because what they do tomorrow will be the first inkling of what they are envisioning as yeah, their roster. Exactly. Now, they've aggressively used training camp to try things and move things around, and we'll just see what's up. Um, a lot of things won't stick, but this is day one of camp will, is almost always a, uh, a good look at, at what they are thinking they yeah. want to see first. Definitely. They, they're all the, the, the picture baiting, in their mind. Yeah. All the roster baiting that we've all done. All those lines are written out on Jared Bednar's whiteboard somewhere. In and we're going to actually order. see them yep. IRL tomorrow. Yep. So. And then that's Bednar's rosturbation. Yeah. It's, it's out for everyone to see that. Yep. It's outed. So I do think that no will holds be interesting. Bar, no holds no, barred, no lube, no protection. We get to see it all exposed yep. and raw. Yep. Just out there. Mm-hmm. You know, he should probably be sure he manscaped his roster, but not not getting into that just That's yet. what training camp is for. True. You got to trim the you hedges of the roster. You do do a lot of trimming <laughs> at training camp. He's right. Um good lord. 
I'm sure this won't happen on day one, but I am curious as camp <clears> goes <throat> on the the defensive selections for special teams as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I were talking about this off air a little bit, AJ, yep. on on what that second power play especially looks like with with the defensemen. Definitely. They even want to continue to run two on that thing. So yeah. We'll have to we'll have to see if Gerard or, or Taves has the inside line, or if maybe they just want to stick with three forwards. I think that'll probably be like Saturday's pod, yeah. maybe Monday's pod. Pretty pretty deep into camp. I yeah, would the special teams installation stuff is usually um, not something that happens for a minute, several days. Yep. Typically, day one is conditioning. Um, them getting certain baselines that they use for players to say, okay, you need to be able to do these things all year long. You came in on day one of camp being able to make this kind of time uh, doing a certain thing and blah, 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 blah. So they get a lot of their conditioning and uh, baseline stuff done tomorrow. Yep. Today is actual physical day at the office. Yeah. Yeah. At the arena. Um, Bedner's presser starts in about 14 minutes. Yep. Um, so, oh, that was a memory. Um, <laughs> starts in about 14 minutes. So I'm sure there will be lots to, to discern from that. No doubt. And, uh, we'll use the end of the show to catch up on that stuff as, as, I'm sure as stuff comes in. Yep. It. Yep. So, um, but that's. <clears throat> that's to you know tomorrow and media day we couldn't do today because of Alanis Morissette. It figures. Uh, I think I used that last time too, but that's okay. It's it's gonna be a little bit weird getting back into a proper training camp again because not only for us but for the players too. You remember they had a super abbreviated mm. camp last year. Camp stamp. <laughs> Pretty much, it was the size of a stamp. Yeah. It was the camp, and they were going and off into the season, basically. So, yep. gonna see a little bit more opportunity for players to get up to speed. Uh, going into the season, they get a full regular or preseason as well. Which you know, we've had the conversation of is that too long before? <laughs> this but, year is actually going to be good for them. Yeah, fairly reasonable. It'll be good for to, everybody to honestly. get people's feet back under them in, yep. a, in a proper NHL season. So. Yep. That'll be important. Excited for that. Excited to see how things shake out early on. Uh, don't be surprised, as AJ mentioned, if the pictures of, of players laying on the ice gassed come in tomorrow because yeah, day one they're going to skate hard, especially the guys who haven't been in Colorado too long. Yeah, I think most of the guys have uh, have been in back in Denver for a week or two participating in the camps and stuff. Uh, but day one, they always they always push them yep. hard. With the conditioning stuff. Um, so I'm not looking forward to watching that. That's not the most interesting thing that we will do all week. But Certainly not. It's okay. It'll be it'll be enough. Like, it'll be cool to see the actual team back on the ice. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to proper NHL players again. Yeah. The speed is going to be... Uh, it's going to take some getting used to after a week, week and a half of... Lower paced hockey for sure. Yeah, just the kids. Um, uh, digging into that defensive side a little bit, we understand the starting roster, but how much room is there for movement in in the depth and call up options here? Realistically, it, there's a possibility that Jack Johnson ends up as a sixth or seventh. There's a possibility he's not on the team at all. 
Yeah, so their their options, their three main defensive options, I think, coming into this camp as your seven, eight, and nine guys. Um, Curtis McDermott could be a forward. Yep. Jacob McDonald may or may not have gotten vaccinated and may or may not be available for certain things. Uh, Jack Johnson's on a PTO, so he may or may not even be on the team this year on, in the organization beyond the regu- the preseason. So question marks there there yeah. are three guys there that i think you have things to wonder about yep. where you just maybe some spots some, end up up for grabs yeah, some there, clarification yeah. you know and the mcdonald thing just comes from some things that he put on instagram sure where it sounded like he was not particularly interested in getting the vaccination and yeah um Look, not to not to turn this into that discussion, but we're seeing it league wide. Multiple players have been announced as may not be available for indefinite amounts of time in some cases. Yeah. And, you know, these guys are going to miss, you know, some of these guys, if they make the team, are going to miss 30 games. They're going to can't travel to Canada. Yeah. There are there are stipulations. It's not us trying to push our politics or anything because I already did that. (laughs) Um it's more of a question of, you know, if he's not available for certain games or certain situations, you know, that might hurt his chances to make the team right yeah. away and or be a part of certain road trips or, you know, if they if somebody goes down and they're going on a Western Canada swing, he can't go. He, yeah. yeah, he he's not an option for them. And that might increase the chances that a Jack Johnson gets a contract and gets playing time, get, moves ahead of somebody. Definitely. Um, so that's, you know, just in talking about the realistic, what, where we're headed, um, where we could be headed and the upside downside of things. The downside is that all three of those guys that we've talked about have serious problems on the ice. Yep. Jacob McDonald, um, doesn't play any defense Full send, as a defenseman. Baby. <laughs> uh, Jack Johnson hasn't been any good for a long time. And Curtis McDermott, the same thing. Hasn't hasn't gotten as many games, but the ones that he's gotten into, arguably the worst defenseman in the NHL, <laughs> he has produced on ice results that are nothing short of horrific. Yeah. So, how real is a conversation then for a Dennis Gilbert or even a Justin Barron to put themselves near the top of the call up list? Well, if I'm using the rookie tournament as any kind of yeah, a gauge for didn't anything, help Barron for sure. But Justin Barron's just not ready defensively. Yeah. And that's where the Avs the Avs don't need another another puck moving guy that struggles on defense. Yeah, you know they it, it, where he would be helpful is in moving puck breaking pucks out of their zone. Sure, but another guy that struggles to defend or has question marks in his own zone, uh, I, it's just not necessary at this point. You know, it's I would say that with Justin Barron. Whatever kind of uh, hype or expectation that people might have had, the rookie tournament should have at least put Tempered a stop a to bit, some of yeah. it, and then we'll go from we'll go from there uh, from training camp and see what he actually does against the NHL guys. It's fully possible he goes in with a different mentality, is much more aggressive defensively, yeah. and he gets after it in a different way than we saw in the rookie tournament. Wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the last time that that'll happen. Um, well, I, I think, and and if he does that, then he changes and, that and conversation again. But as of this moment, 
I don't have him on my list in my top 11 or so. I wouldn't either right now. I, I, it's definitely someone I would want to revisit halfway through the season and see how his AHL stuff has gone. But I think it definitely is worth noting for defensemen especially as they start to install systems that can help a defenseman a lot. For sure. With, especially on the defensive side. Playing inside of a structure yeah. and, and knowing what the other four guys are going to be doing on the ice, whereas the rookie tournament and the AHL in general is a little more yellowy at definitely. times. Yeah. Uh, so that's it's a fair point. It, it could definitely. I mean, we saw it with Kevin Shattenkirk. Yep. He was not particular, particularly good at any of his training camps. Uh, his brief AHL stint was not very good. And, and then, then he got to the NHL and, was fire. Yeah. and never went back. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you just you never know with some of these guys. Uh, but it's in, in terms of this guy's earning it or this guy's outplaying this guy. He's not there yet. And I think that it's Dennis Gilbert is a guy that I'm way more curious about. Especially this, the element that he brings. If Size, his, defensive ability, more so than offensive. Well, sure. and, and a lot of nastiness. Yeah. A lot of nastiness. A lot of... Can throw willing, hands if you need him well, to. Yeah. Will, too much of a willingness to do that. Don't disagree. But. but a willingness to block shots and just a natural tendency to try and put through guys through the glass. And I think that that's, if, as a depth guy that could help them, I, I like that element a little bit more than... Well, it, like a Jordan Gross, who's going to yeah. come up and he's strictly a puck mover. He's small, small does not can't help defend well. I mean, you look at Dennis Gilbert and it, you kind of go like, why did you get Curtis McDermott if Dennis Gilbert can do that? Definitely. And if uh, that's that's where the if they really envision McDermott as a forward. Right. Exactly. And they did not get him with the idea of him playing extensive minutes on defense. And as has been the case so far publicly, they've talked about him more as a forward than a definitely, defenseman. Definitely. We've only ever really talked about him as a defenseman because that's all he's actually done in the NHL. That's where um, the numbers So if are he from, moves yeah. to forward and he removes himself from that D conversation for the most part, then, you know, that's probably for the best for everybody involved. Yeah, I, I think that's realistic. Um, he was uh, a real bad defenseman, guys. It was real bad. Instead of talking more about this, just open up a beer, get some Breckenridge Brewery, and take a sip because it's going to taste sweeter. Just run downstairs. They, yeah, the exactly. Just just pick one up down there. Check out Breckenridge Brewery. Either it, it is eerily quiet here today. It's kind of weird. Uh, but Breck Brew, you can go get it at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Brew locator online to find it near you. Of course, check us out at the bar. we got eight different kinds of beer on tap. Also, good company, Hard Seltzer. If you're a Hard Seltzer type of person, Breck has got you covered there, too. And then hit up DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. You've missed the great deal for the first two weeks of the NFL, but they're still giving you a really good one. If you create a new account with code DNVR, all you have to do is bet $1 on any week three NFL game, and they will give you $150 in free bets instantly. So it's $150 to play around with on DraftKings. Make your bets. Have a little bit of fun. I had some fun last night. I won a good amount of money on some snooker. That was pure luck. I'm not going to lie to you. I've never watched a minute of snooker in my life before last night, but my bet paid off. So jump on DraftKings Sportsbook and uh, have a little bit of fun. Bet on some totally random sports or bet on the big four and bet for crazy 
weird stuff to happen or expected things to happen, like the Avs likely winning their division. Take your pick. Earn some money. DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Own other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. New accounts only for the $1 bet for $150 in free bets. Please use the DNVR code. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. DraftKings is an official betting partner of the NFL. After that, if you're going to the Broncos game, or not even the Broncos game, if you're just going for a little bit of a tailgate party, come on down here to the DNVR and get on the DNVR party bus that's going over to Mile High. It's going to be, I, I explained it last time, is it's basically our tailgate show on wheels. It's going to be a total blast. Everyone's going to have a ton of fun. Everyone's going to get hammered. It's going to be great all the way around. You can uh, you can get in and have fun with the tailgate for just 20 bucks. That comes with unlimited beer and pizza until we run out of all of them and we're going to bring a lot of both so jump on it get in there for an extra 10 bucks you get a party bus ticket to and from the game as well so you don't have to go in you don't have to pay for parking any of that we got you covered jump on the party bus and enjoy what should be a fun weekend for the broncos it's gonna be cool for us too yeah it's gonna be dope we get to watch hockey and then Watch, watch hockey, watch a race, go get drunk at a Broncos game. Yeah. A lot of winning there. Sounds dope. Second period of the DNVR. Oh, Avalanche I've been hanging podcast. out in our chat, and I was just looking through his Twitter to see if the presser had started yet. <laughs> there you go. Evan, pay attention. Jeez. Could have gotten it right from the source. Unbelievable. Look at that. He's even He's even like, hey, Bednar's about to go. He's got my, it on lock. My man. <laughs> uh Let's let's get into well, like, you know, let's do the goaltending situation first in in is, training camp. Is it weird that they haven't released the training camp roster yet? Do we, do we have to do this every year? It, it always happens. It's always man. like yep. this, guys. It's always like this. The day before, the day of. There, there they were, used to put them on top of the trash cans yeah, and not give them. There to was anybody. no, there was no tweet. There was no like <laughs> yeah. announcement. It was just you had to go to FSC and pick yeah. up the piece of paper that they had sitting out front, and that was how you got the roster. So. Yeah. And before we had anybody uh, in the media room, it was yeah. before that was truly the wild west because yep. that was really before Twitter and all that took off. So. You were really in deep at that point. Yeah, there was, you know, it was just Chambers and Dater and Terry Fry way back in the day. So just trying to pick out numbers on helmets. Oh, so McDonald did post that he is fully vaxxed. Great. Good, Good. for him. That helps his opportunity to be on an NHL roster this yeah, year quite however, a bit. However, so we can just go ahead and erase all that whole section. Gone. Perfect. He is the now the ideal seventh guy. Sold given his experience last year and the fact that he's not completely horrible like the other two are. Sucks to suck, Jack Johnson. Yeah. All right. Goaltender. We're going to hate on Jack Johnson. He's going to make the team, and he's going to be totally serviceable, and nobody's ever going to listen to us again. That's fine. It's a risk I'm willing to take. Damn. Uh, <laughs> That's the Sean Gentilly tweet from yesterday. Yep. Yep. And it's still good. Shots fired. Yeah, it's still good. <laughs> uh, in any case, goaltending, look, the top of it is obvious. It's going to be Kemper and Francois. But I am interested to get your thoughts, AJ, on what you think 
Ananen and Miner can do in camp, and presumably they might both get a preseason game. Or, um, yeah, no, I think they should. Uh, I think they should definitely Ananen, especially. Look, Ananen's the golden goose there. Definitely, yeah. They've treated him like the number one um, of those of the prospects. Uh, he got he got one one on one time with the with the coaching three goaltender coaches every single practice <laughs> he had three coaches working with him through all the By practices himself. he played yeah. now each goalie got a game yeah. which was actually kind of cool in the past they've always like broken them up into pieces and cuz they had like four or five goalies <laughs> but yeah but uh yeah and, and, and he did get LA as well yeah, and uh, one of the goals absolutely was his fault, but there were some other issues there. Yep. Um, and, and and let's be real, they gave up four goals in every game, so it wasn't like any of those guys were incredible. Yeah. Um, but, okay. <laughs> uh, with with and and or minor, the the real conversation here is: Can they earn an AHL job out of preseason? What's the what is the the Hunter Miska question? Kind of looms over all of this. Yeah. What are they? What do they plan to do with him? What's their vision for Miska this year? I think I've always just assumed that it's going to be Miska and JJ to start the year in Loveland. So have I. And then as the year progresses, you might see Miska drop down and be the number one in Utah while Ananen becomes the backup. Yep. But to be determined still. And I think that injuries will obviously play a role. You're not going to go an entire season. Of course. And not have any of these cats get injured. So um, that, that, will be, that will be something that... Opportunities will present themselves yeah. whenever that happens. Of Absolutely. Course, so... That's, I think that's the hierarchy. If you were going to number them, I think it, it would go Kemper. almost said Grubauer. Uh, <laughs> Kemper. Franco's. Uh, Franco's. Johansson. And then Miska. And then Ananen. And, and then, then Miner with Ananen jumping over Miska, Miska at some point. As something that happens as the year goes on. Sure. I, I think that's probably the most reasonable take of the bunch. Um, I just think that's the smart play for that. It's it's really hard, especially for a goaltender in a situation like a training camp and even one or two preseason games. The sample size is just so, so small for a goaltender to really it, move the needle. To be honest, Miner might even be ahead of Ananen right now on day one just because of familiarity on North American ice. Yeah, you could make a case for and that. Then, but then going to the ECHL... Ananen would be more comfortable there because they play their home games on international. Yeah. So uh, I would say I still think it's Ananen, but I, you could see where they would say, we want to get him adjusted and get him comfortable. Absolutely. And then in time, allow him well, to take over a little bit more. I mean, you, but, you know, that was my take in the ECHL give Ananen all the away games. So he's on the, yeah. he's on the normal, the North yeah. American ice. But, Absolutely. Um, uh, it's it's not particularly an interesting conversation in the immediate for the NHL roster, but yeah, it's and it's not even a roster battle that we'll be keeping a close eye on. Not really. It's I mean you're talking so down depth chart there. Right. The the gap between even Francois and Johansson is fairly large. Yeah, well, and then the gap between we as we saw last year. 
the gap between your Hudson and Visca is ocean. Yeah. Big. Yep. So a lot of guys are pretty squarely in their spots there, but that this is something that's more interesting for us prospect folks two or three years down the line. Yeah. As Annan starts to step his way into the organization and, yeah, and things definitely. like that. So did want to talk about it. Oh, I thought minor played like shit. I thought his rebound control was really, really bad. Yeah. The, I mean, pucks were just pinging off of him. Yeah. I not minor, that, minor not was the, oh, minor was okay, but you're you're talking minor faced thirty shots against a blah ducks team yeah. and uh Ananen ended up going he faced forty seven shots against an AHL team. And also and, and gave one of those goals away. Gave a goal away. The fourth goal was incredibly wacky as yeah. well. In a in a decided game with yeah. like three minutes to play. Yeah. And Miner couldn't make a save to end a game in regulation. Yeah, choked uh, choked away a two-goal lead in the final minute. Uh, Hunter Miska vibes. That's all I'm saying. But Oh, I didn't get that. It was just different. I I, so. I mean, I know what you're saying. Uh, Annan speaks English, so uh, it's not, you know, obviously having UC Parkle, they he's very familiar with Annan, but uh, Eustace, he speaks English well enough that he's... He's able to to effectively receive coaching from a lot, Peter Budai. A lot better Bach. than Alausen speaks English. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Basically, so. Yeah, I don't actually know what the feed looked like. I didn't see what any of the... I, I saw some of the replays and was like, it, this is pretty far away. It looked like Miner was a pinball machine. On that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, live, it was... Eh. Not that Ananin's rebound control wasn't particularly great either, but... And it gets away with it a little more because he's a large human being. So in that regard, it works out as uh, the news is coming in for AJ here, I'm sure, on the on the, on the the side over here. but Okay, so Devon Taves was in a no-contact yeah. jersey when we saw him. Yep. Um, and then from Evan says, Bednar clarifies that Taves will miss games at the start of the season with no time frame. Classic. We're not even at training camp and yet. We're and we're already not at, getting time We're frames. already not getting a time frame. Wonderful so. news. But the fact that the fact that he will miss games at the start of the year, we, we're still three weeks away from opening yeah. night. So that means he's a month away yeah. from returning. As so they're going to they're going to be dig- yeah, we're already digging into that depth. Jacob McDonald time. With some type of upper body injury, presumably. Yeah. Because he is skating. Anyway, that's the first takeaway from the presser that's going on simultaneously. Yeah, those will keep got, rolling in as we, we go. Got, we got schedule rolled today. <laughs> it's It's been a day already, and we got more to come after the show. Yeah. So, But hey, lots of content coming soon for you guys. Yeah, it's true. It's all, it's all in the name of... You guys being able to consume everything that you want. Yeah. We got you covered. That's sure. for sure. That's lots, what we do. Lots of stuff coming from, from DNVR. Um, how far are we into the show? I don't know. Can you just, like, mouse over us real quick? All right. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Do it. <laughs> Pay the bills. So, when you're halfway through a show in the bedroom, you don't want to realize you've got a bunch of hairs out of place. You know? Devontae's, you find out mid show he's gonna miss half the season. You find okay. out half the miss part of the season. Don't don't say half the You're season. Right. We don't know. You're right. But 
you know, you don't want to show Whoa. up. You don't want to show up and find out Lefty's going to miss half the season in the bedroom. Okay, that's all I'm saying. That's true. So make sure you're manscaping on a regular basis. Use code DNVR to get 20% off and you get free shipping when you get the perfect package 4.0. They do a whole a lot more than just keep your junk in order too. You can get deodorant, you can get toner, you can get all sorts of amazing stuff. Breath mints, shave mats, razors for your face, you name it. They got you covered from head to toe to take care of any unruly hair you got. Hit up manscaped.com. Again, use the DNVR code to get 20% off at checkout. Then head on over to Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that can really help. Maybe Devon Taves needs some for some aches and pains in his life. Can help with the joint pain. Maybe some IBS going on, something like that. Good to go. It's great. Super easy because it's your coffee that you just drink in the morning anyway. It's like I like to say it's like combining Advil and coffee into one thing. Super nice. Check it out. If you haven't, you can get 25% off when you use code DNVR25 on your first purchase of StravaCraft Coffee online. Of course, last but not least, we have Green Mountain Dental Group, the best family-owned dentist in the Denver metro area. They can take care of everything you need when it comes to cleaning and taking care of your teeth. When you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with them, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush to make your life easier brushing your teeth at home as well. So jump in with them. A bunch of people have switched with us, and they all say they're a great dentist. They do a great job. Very good at reminding you when your appointments are, keeping you up to date on the work so that you need done. A low-key nice thing to have, because when you make an appointment three weeks out for something... Yeah, you're going to forget. Yeah, like, like, and you start scheduling other things. You start putting other stuff in, in into your life, and then... You're like, oh, right, that's a thing that has to happen. Especially, like, these days as we're still coming out or still in pandemic-level stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of things in the world where it's like, yeah, you have to schedule this at least two weeks out. Well, and especially because all businesses are treating things differently where some right. of them are still appointment-only, pickup-only, exactly. like, online portal-only. Like, it's just, it's a moving target. So yep. it's, it's a nice little feature to have somebody that will actually, like take care of that for you yep, and, and be, like, be like, okay, yo, remember, yeah. <laughs> Hey, 24 hour reminder. Yep. You agreed to be at this time and place tomorrow. Yep. So good on them. We appreciate them. They've been with us for a very long time as well. So we love them. Third period of the DNVR avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's get a, let's get into the real actual potential battle at this training camp. The, amalgamation of forwards piling up in the bottom end of the Avs forward roster. Yeah. Um, Bedner mentions by name, new hook, Ranta and Maltsev. Ranta and as guys that he's excited to see in camp mentions the competition as to how their lines will shake out through preseason. Yep. So this is going to be the, this, and I sure hope this forever puts to death the weird narrative that has started to build over the last few years that camp doesn't matter. It definitely does. That the preseason is irrelevant, that everything is predetermined. Yeah. It's you've got to see how these guys do. Yep. And go from there. You know, the fact that Ranta was really blah in Arizona for the rookie tournament should put him a quarter step behind where new hook is. Definitely. But, with that being New said, Hook kicked ass. Well, I mean, Ranto had a New Hook number of issues. New Hook should be a 
more to lock for the roster at this point, I would think, barring like a disastrous camp. Yeah, but, for sure. But to put Ranta's name in with him and Maltsev, I think is pretty interesting. As young guys, yeah, specifically, right. that they want that, that they're looking for, because that's two guys in in Ranta and Maltsev. What do they have in common? Size speed. and speed. Yeah. So the speed element is something that they've been after for a while. Yep. But the size element is an important addition because... Especially in that bottom six. Everybody yeah. saw what happened in the postseason, and it, it kind of felt like when Vegas really turned it up, that, that what they wanted to do was just physically... Run you over. Yeah, yeah. just run into the abs as yeah. many times as possible. So getting a couple of guys, you know, a couple of guys that are a little bit bigger that either can do it themselves or can hold up to it. And we saw Ranta got run a number of times yep. in Arizona yep, and just took it and just kept, and on kept going. going. And he was yeah. fine. Which is obviously good to see. Uh, and yeah, try, just because a guy doesn't get specifically named as anything doesn't, you know, doesn't mean they're out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's not get crazy. It's names that they're excited to see. There was no, yeah, there's, there's no roster language used here, really. Yeah. Right, like that. That he's excited to see those guys. Cool. And, and like, let's remember, two years ago, Bednar was super excited to see Bowers. Yeah. So it, that doesn't necessarily mean anything as far as yeah. NHL opportunity. Uh, I don't know if Mac did the camp in Vail this year or not. It didn't seem like there was very much time. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know when he got to Denver. He, well, and he had to fly out to do all the media stuff in yeah, New York. Yeah, and we saw so. him. We saw him last week in Denver, yeah. and then he did the Chicago media tour, yeah. and then now he's back. Obviously, so I'm. I'm not sure if they did Vail this year. I don't. I didn't see anything about it. All I heard was about all their group training in Nova Scotia, which they always do. Yeah, yeah. him Crosby. Bowers has been with them before, too. Baron and Marchand yeah. and Graves. Yep. There's a bunch of dudes up there. Yeah. Um, so looking looking down that list, also not to go untalked about, Maltsev is on the team. He is someone that they have specifically targeted in a trade. Yeah. A guy that we have always felt like, look, his inclusion was not accidental. Right. Um. Sackick immediately pointed him out, and we wanted to see him at center. And so I think it's no surprise again that Maltsev is going to be in that mix. They yep. played 33 games with the Devils last year and did a specific job. So who are your inside lines today <sighs> Today for that fourth line? Is it Helm, Maltsev, and O'Connor? McDermott will start on defense. Okay, well, now at least we have clarity now. I don't understand why, but we have clarity. <laughs> Here, here's where this gets extra confusing to me, though. If McDermott is going to start on defense, why did you PTO Jack Johnson? I mean, because they knew that Devontae's had off-season surgery and may not be ready to start the season. But even then, you have McDermott to fill in Devontae's spot if that's how you want to do it. And yeah. then you still have a Jacob McDonald and Dennis Gilbert down the line or, mm-hmm. or whoever you want in the nine ten spot. I just, I I'm struggling to see how Jack Johnson fits. Their defensive depth isn't great. I, I understand. I, I hear you there, but 
I still struggle with that. I, I look. I guess it's less crowded than the forward core. Yeah, but that's why the Anisimov thing doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I from a the, from a body count perspective, Anisimov makes zero sense. Really, like, it does. But them going in and getting a PTO forward made sense. But sure. it was like Ryan Donato made sense. Yep. Not old and washed and can't play this role. Yeah, that's. It feels like you're hoping for something that's not there a lot. Yeah, with Anisimov. I mean, Cout is going to be Cout is going to be in the same position that he's been the last, certainly last year. Yep. Um, but with more competition, yep. I think there's less certainty at the NHL level, but there's more bodies competing for spots than last year. And just to reiterate, last two years really is your inside line helm Maltsev O'Connor. For, yeah, for line. I think four? that's I think that's where it starts, and yeah. then. Then, you know, we get into all the conversation about all those guys that we've talked about all offseason. Yeah. Anisimov and Kaut and Bowers and Ranta and the AHL, the AHL vets. On Dylan and on Sakura and, and Stefan Mateau yeah. and Jason yeah. Magna. You know, those guys. Yep. So. So. Yep. And it's, it gets difficult, at least from the outside, to really formulate an order for that list as well. I think outside of the top three, four, five guys. When you start getting out into all the bodies competing for spots, that is where I think you can really make an impact at a training camp. See, and this is why you don't make too much of certain things. Yep. Taze had shoulder surgery, by the way, which is no surprise. Yep. Um, Bedner says Shane Bowers is much improved from the last time they saw him. Uh, Similar to Cout in that they need to get noticed in camp. They have those guys penciled into specific spots through camp. So, so the idea they're going to get their that, looks. Yeah. The idea that we took a tweet from Evan <laughs> and specifically he had Ranta in that one tweet, but not Bowers follows does up not, with another conversation. Does not mean yeah. that that's how the hierarchy right. is, is slated and, to be. And, and as the point I was getting to is beyond the guys that they probably have penciled in for the fourth line. I think that hierarchy, whatever it is, is fairly fluid. Oh, it's totally fluid, especially for camp. Um, and that the, it will get less fluid when these guys start to get going with the Eagles. Yeah, definitely. Um, because when the Eagles start going, you know, Andreas Wingerly maybe looks great with the Eagles and he pushes his way yeah. up that list. I mean, Ed, every single year there is a player that starts in the AHL that looks wicked hot. Yeah. And they'll get the call up when someone gets dinged up for a yeah. couple games or Absolutely. whatever. Like, we're fully expecting 15 of these guys to play games for the abs this year. Yep. Maybe more. Yep. It's going to be a lot of rotation it's in the abs. Guys. With, mean, with the number of bodies they have at forward, especially, yeah. it's going to be a lot of dude. Yeah. Helm, I think I have penciled in as the four, as the four C for now. For in, but there to are, start. Yeah. Yeah. It would not surprise me at all if it's Helm Maltz of LOC tomorrow. Yep. Uh, that's l- what I'm expecting to be a, a line as far as the practice is yeah. concerned. But same after that this is where the fun begins when we try to figure out who's yep. on the, a line with who. That's so. that's what camp will be for. That camp is the beginning of that, and then moving on to preseason. That's yep. where the separation starts to happen. Yep. Uh, Bednar flexes between carrying one and 13 forwards depending on the opponent. So do you think he just wants McDermott as beef when the Avs play a Vegas or St. Louis? Yeah, I mean, we saw with Liam O'Brien last year that they wanted a tough, tougher guy. Yep. 
and it didn't make any discernible difference. Liam O'Brien didn't play a single second of their sweep in the postseason. Yep. Um, so I just don't think it's – I don't, you know. Yeah, the picking a guy up off of Seattle would have been fine. It was just they did that already, and they shouldn't have. Uh, not you know, like targeting McDermott when there was a Hayden Flurry sitting around. It, They've got nine guys on that defense. The Avs are also very low on the waiver list. If someone actually interesting ends up going on waivers from Seattle, they're going to be a lot of teams that get. Well, a they crack base at it on standings, right? So they're they start the season at the bottom, at the, in last place. Yeah, if yeah. they get a waiver guy, it's because no the one else wanted him. Said no, thank you. So it's going to be hard for the Avs to waiver hunt until it. When does it? Update is like a month into the yeah, season. Yeah, it's a month or into the season. Yeah. November first. Yeah, so will be the first. They will adjust to and and November first. And standings. if we're being honest, we're expecting the Avs to be near the bottom of that list all year. So yeah, yeah, but dead last to start it. <laughs> fair so enough. fair enough. If a, if an intriguing guy goes on that list, it's not going to be. It, Avs won't really have much opportunity yeah, to get them. Yes. Pretty much every time a guy goes that that somebody has heard of goes on waivers, it's oh, should they do this? Yeah, and it's almost the answer is almost always no, they shouldn't. And I'm, I am interesting to see how aggressively the Avs use the Eagles this year because last year they were super aggressive with the taxi squad. They were constantly moving guys up and down off of that yeah. thing. And they were also in a different cap situation this year with two and a half million of cushion yeah. remaining. They can float a little bit. Yeah. They can, they can afford to really just do whatever they want. Yep. So I I do want to see if they, they do aggressively look to move guys up and down, especially when they're both at home type of thing. Uh, we know the abs aren't afraid to run a, a 21 man roster if they need to. Yeah. It kind of just depends on which extras they keep. Cause if they're waiver exempt, there's nothing wrong with sending your scratches down to play for the Eagles that night. Yep. It's, it's not a thing that really bothers me much. Agreed. It, you want to get those dudes as much hockey as possible. A lot of the time. So. The big thing is you don't want rust building up, you know? Well, and they it, didn't have that option with Byram last year and he just sat. And he paid a price for it at the end of the year. This year, they'll have the opportunity to move him down to the Eagles if well he gets in a situation where he needs to. February, you know. when everyone goes off to the Olympics. You can yeah. put all the kids with the Eagles and they can continue to play while the NHL is on pause. Yeah, that's a good point. Because so, the AHL did not build in a... Uh, there is no break for yeah, them. Yeah, they did yeah. not build in an Olympic break. Yep. Most of their guys don't have to worry about that. I'd say... Almost all of them. <laughs> you don't have to worry yeah, about maybe that. some maybe some of the smaller country guys. Yeah, but it would be a, it would be a small number of impacted players. Yep. Whereas, could you imagine the NHL <laughs> just keeps going with half of rosters yeah. missing? I mean, and like, stuff? how different do the does the Avs outlook gets when they maybe lose Kemper? Yeah. They maybe lose both Kemper and Franzos. That's uh, uh, and then obviously McKinnon, Rantanen, yeah. Landeskog, Burakovsky, Nachushkin. Uh, Makar, and then maybe another defenseman somewhere. Like, that's, how, how different does their outlook get? That's, if that's they, a, McKinnon wakes up to a text from Joe Sackick one day that says, "Sorry, bud, but you can't go to the Olympics. <laughs> We're gonna need you here." <laughs> uh, Berkey, you can go. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> They're like, Frankie, go have a good time. Kemper, you're staying. 
Yeah, <laughs> you're not going over that. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, bud. So no. Anyway, that is a good point. Um, that they could they could exploit the AHL team for the Olympic. They break, could also yeah. choose to get those guys as much rest as they want. So the, for the first they two can weeks, not play them if they don't want they to. They could yeah. sit guys, <laughs> yep. and then for the next two weeks, you know, Ranta, New Hook, uh, Byram, all of those guys could go be Eagles yep. for a while. Pretty much any waiver exempt guy on the Avs. Yeah. yeah. So. Could go down and do whatever. All, any eagle, any any waiver exempt guy should be an eagle for that time period. Yep. I. That's where the that's where the eagles get all jacked on their their schedule I, and go on a ten game well, winning streak. The, I don't. <laughs> there could be issues with like the trade deadline there, but I imagine they're. I think it's supposed to be after. Is it after? I think it's, okay. yeah. So the clear day roster stuff should be after. Okay. Then it'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Byram's had a great rookie year if he's on that. Yeah, if he's he, on the Olympic team. He's, he's in the Calder conversation. I'm all for, then, I'm all for it, man. Uh, sure. Wouldn't uh, complain. Let's do it. Okay, so final thoughts before day one of camp. I'm just excited to see the NHL team back. Let's go. It does feel like the fastest offseason we've ever had. It has been. Only because it, it is. It went from zero to 100 real quick, though. Yeah, maybe it, that's, Yes. It was nothing, and then it was. They don't bam, call bam. it. They don't call it zero to thirty-five to seventy to one hundred. <laughs> Sometimes that's what NHL preseason feels like, though, man. Yeah, this has ramped up for us though immediately. Yep. Because usually you usually have dev camp after the draft. Yeah. And then it's a slow burn into proper training camp, but not this time. This time we're just going, but. That's going to do it for today's show. Team will be 100% vaccinated shortly. So there's a few holdouts. Maybe a holdout. Maybe a guy waiting on a second, second vaccine. Shot. Look. Whatever. As long get as it done. As long yeah. as they get to 100, we go. We're good. Then. We're good. I yeah. Just don't care. Yep. Yeah. Greg Button also. I was going to say Greg Button does drugs, but you can't just like accuse somebody <laughs> of that. I mean, coffee's a drug, so he probably yeah, does. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Craig, Craig Button abuses coffee. <laughs> that is too bold, I think. Uh, Craig Button always has interesting lists. We'll put it that way. Yeah, it's true. He is an entertaining fellow. Yeah, and love love him. Well, his lists are amazing because they are out there, but he always gets a couple dead right. Yeah. So, and that's the thing about him, man. That's why everybody just is just like, yep, this is interesting. But he feels how he feels, and he's unapologetic for it. And he's got great job security. So, yep, you know, that's the same thing as Corey Pronman's uh, refusal to admit that <laughs> Kale McCarr is an unbelievable skater. <laughs> he has great job security, so he doesn't have to live the dream. He can grind that axe forever. <laughs> All right. Well, we're out of here. Thank you so much for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. We appreciate all of you. We will be live tomorrow after training camp. I'm guessing probably around 2, 2.30 Mountain. Uh, Yeah, I would say that that's a decent expectation. I'll pull up the schedule just I, to, I think just they're to done at, safe. is it like one fifteen or something? I think it's 12.45. Okay. But I want to half hour the other totally way. check. So may, maybe close to one thirty. Depends on how long it takes to get to get all set up we'll see yeah 1240 12:45 thursday and friday and then saturday and monday is 1 p.m okay so so it might end up being right about our normal could time. be 130 145 something yeah, like that we'll yeah. leave immediately yeah all as soon as camp's leave. done we're, we're we go home we pod yeah you'll see evan 
probably yeah. on the show as well the next couple days. Yeah, so. I would expect I would expect that Evan will be a will be present throughout Camp. the preseason yep. and stuff for us. So hope to see you all there. Looking forward to more on ice things going on. You know we got you covered here at DNVR. Until next time, we will talk to you all later.